Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Comedy Collision Podcast. I am your host, Nick Hank. This is episode number 45. 45 in the books. Here we go. Uh, let's rock and roll. Let's have a great episode. Good to uh, uh, talk to everybody again via podcast network, whether that be Spotify or Apple Podcasts or however you are getting your uh, audio uh, audio frequency. But uh, <laughs> guys, welcome back to the co- uh, the podcast, the Comedy Collision Podcast, of course. Um, I am uh, happy to be on the other side of the Second City show. So um, you know what? Let's celebrate. We've done it, baby. We've done it. And uh, we're on the other side of the Second City show. We're on the other side of the Houston show. And now people ask me, what's next, man? What are you doing, baby? What are you, what are you rocking and rolling with? And I'm like, uh, we're going to be doing you know, open mics now two to three times a week at bars. So that's what I'll be doing. Um, no, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time to get back to the grind that is open micing. I uh, had a lot of fun, a lot of fun preparing for the Houston show. I did 10 minutes there. Then for uh, Second City, where I did six, six and a half-ish minutes. And, uh, I, and I did a whole new six minutes for that. And I only did two real baseline jokes there uh, at Second City. It was very cool. I'm going to be posting the video. Uh, to, today's Thursday, so today. So today for Friday. This will come out Friday the 6th, May 6th. It'll come out, and uh, you guys will be able to watch the video, man. Hopefully, you guys share it. Hopefully, you guys like it. It's a better. I feel like it's a better quality video than the last ones we, we did at Second City. I feel like my comedy's a little bit better, too, in this one. Maybe I'm not. I felt a lot of people tell me I feel comfortable up there. I felt comfortable up there. I felt relaxed. It was really cool, man. A lot of people came out. A lot of family, a lot of friends showed up. Saw some faces I didn't expect to see. Very cool. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I got the nod to go last, which was awesome. Not to headline, if you will, headline a class of 12. But, um, they, okay, Hannick, maybe don't be so cocky about it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just talking about it. It's a very cool experience uh, to be part of that. During the, my time there, you know, I saw Steve Carell, learned a lot, and uh, met some good people. So very happy to be on the other side of it. The crowd was awesome. Everyone did good on the show, so if you – I hope they're posting their videos. I'm not sure if they do. I will repost them. But uh, besides that, my set went great, and I hope you guys check it out on YouTube. It'll be on YouTube. Hopefully, we'll crank it out. Maybe we'll crank out a TikTok while we're at it too. TikTok on the clock, baby Kesha. Um, what do we got for you guys today? I've been busy, man. I've been really busy preparing for that Second City show. I uh, I've done three and a half minutes here. There's no way I'm gonna be doing thirty. We're definitely gonna have to go to Reddit. Reddit to get, I always, this is the secret, and I don't know if I've ever released it, but sometimes I go to Reddit and I pull up like uh, dating advice questions and then I give my advice on it, but then sometimes, I then I always feel like those episodes suck, so I don't release them. 
and then I wait till I have 30 minutes. But it's been a couple weeks. I want to get this out because uh, we got the video dropping Friday, so we're going to release it out. And if I can release this and Amber Heard can release her fecal matter all over Johnny Depp's side of the bed, then isn't that what America's made on? Pooping in your spouse's bed? <laughs> Wasn't she like it's a dog? Didn't she try to blame the dog? And he's like, what, the, what kind of fucking dog would shit? Like, he's like, our dog's like a little shih tzu. Why would, what kind of shit would that dog take? I don't know. That trial is wild, man. It is cool seeing like uh, Johnny Depp like talk. You know, they're going through this horrible fucking process right now. Okay? This is two people that loved each other. Absolutely. Who who went through rock bottom and is now just being, you know, pub- publicly, um, what's it called? It's being publicly shown on the, on the, on these videos and stuff like that. And, uh, the right words are, I'm, I'm not thinking the right words right now. And that's okay because this podcast is not about the grammar. Okay. If it was about the grammar, the podcast would have been shut down a long time ago, but we push forward right now on this podcast. And what we're going to talk about mainly, and what we're going to talk about mainly is about how it's two people falling apart and how when Johnny Depp is mentioned as Jack Sparrow, he like kind of lights up the room with a little smile right there. Dude, I love how like casual he smiles. He just kind of smirks a little bit. Like um, when he was mentioned as Jack Sparrow, when uh, his stepson, or I guess is it Amber Heard's kids, um, were talked about his relationship with Johnny and how great he was. He kind of smiled there. And then also... The best part of the trial, dude. The best part of the trial when Amber Heard's attorney called Johnny Depp to the stand and was doing the questioning, questioning, and then he objectified, <laughs> objected <laughs> to his own question, to the answer to his own question. He asked the question. John, Johnny Depp gave his answer, and uh, the guy goes, "No, I ju- I object to it." And the guy goes, and the judge is like, "You asked the question." <laughs> And Johnny Depp was doing his best not to die laughing. It wasn't even Johnny Depp on the stand. It was someone else. But you get the point. Look how fucking bad you have to be of a lawyer to go up on that. Like, I don't know if I talked about this on the last one, but the John Wayne Gacy tapes, I'm just going to talk about it on this one because I don't know if I did the last one. But um, I watched the John Wayne Gacy tapes, right? And that, I'm very excited to watch them. Um, very big fan of the of uh, Ted Bundy, of the Ted Bundy tapes. So uh, my favorite crime doc, and uh, to see that the same director was releasing these tapes, you know, I was pretty excited. John Wayne Gacy, horrible human being, um, obviously did it all, and the attorneys that backed them up were not the best attorneys at the time. So that's what I'm saying is like, though that's what I would think the bad attorneys would go to. And again, they might not be attorneys, lawyers, whatever they're called. I don't know the fucking right wording. Sorry, I'm not educated in law. And I know this is probably common knowledge, but it is what it is. And until I have to get one on my, my own, I don't know which is attorney, lawyer, general. Who knows? <laughs> um, Captain. <laughs> uh, no, but what I'm saying is that uh, these... You would think the worst lawyers would be put with people like Gacy, right? Like where it's like obviously he fucking did it, and it's and it's just fucked. But no, I mean apparently they're put with Amber Heard. <laughs> like the tapes were cool for Gacy. Um, it was weird because he did it here, man. 
He did it in Chicago, which is so creepy. It was 25 minutes away from where I live. The house, it's so creepy because the house was rebuilt and it's not a nice house. It looks like a shitty, like that That was the house that it happened in. That's how creepy it is. So the house, to give people context, is like, again, they said it in the documentary. It's like your grandma and grandpa's house in the Midwest. That's What you're thinking of that is kind of what this house is. Just a basic one level, maybe two level. I don't think it was two levels. One level home, maybe a basement or something like that, you know. So... And it's fine. Like they had the, one of those drive-throughs that when you go go in, uh, it's like you, it's like a half circle, you know. So you pull in, you can just keep driving through. My ex-girlfriend had one of those drive-throughs, um, but I was never allowed over there. But I would still go over there. So that kind of the bad boy in me right there. No big deal, but that's just kind of the bad boy aspect you're going to get from me right there. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> So they had one of those circle driveways, so that's what it was. And then inside the house was, like, clown paintings everywhere and, like, yellow and brown hole, like, painting, uh, like, walls, I guess. It was, like, a weird design, very weird designs in the walls. And um, it was very creepy, right? Now this new house, they got rid of the half-circle drive, but it's still, like, a one-floor house with a basement, and it just looks so creepy. And it's, like, that looks like the exact house. Who would move into that knowing the atrocities that went down there no big line again look at the words he's using here tonight guys this podcast again like i say every week man we rip roaring and soaring rip roaring and soaring on this podcast and when i use big words like that that's what happens it's oh i'm guilty of it lock me up give me the worst lawyers because i'm guilty of it i watched this uh documentary at 11 30 at night is when i started to finish the documentary at 2 30 at night could not sleep, went to bed at 4.30. Now, was that a good move by me? No. W- would I have done it again? Yes. Do I like doing it? Yes. Does it make me feel like scared and shit like that? And that's kind of why I watch them because if I watch it just for a regular reason, I'm not going to feel that? Yes. And I hope you all caught that. But what I'm trying to say is I like the, if I'm going to watch something about crimes and atrocities and all these horrible fucking things, I want to be scared. You know, these are scary fucking people. I want to be scared. And, um, so that's why I watch them like late at night, dude. I don't want I watched the night stalker. I wasn't going to watch that at noon. Oh yeah. Richard Ramirez night stalker. Hey, I watched that on Netflix at two thirty one PM. That's not scary. No, I watched in the middle of the night, like a man. And then I locked my doors and grabbed my baseball bat and put it under my bed. <laughs> that's what I did. All right. So why don't you grow up and do the same? Night Stalker was my second favorite crime documentary I've watched. The guy's so creepy. Now, it was a really good doc. I wish they covered, I wish there was like one more episode or they just didn't rush the ending so much. Which again, they rushed the ending too with Gacy, man, where he was like in jail and stuff. And, and like he did later interviews and I wish they put that stuff in there. And they didn't. And they and they just rushed through the, like the obviously they rushed through the um, the day of his death and they rushed through it with Bundy too. But I kind of get that aspect. You can't spend all day talking about fucking somebody getting the electric chair. But um, I wanted to see like you know with Richard Ramirez, that guy was a so fucking creepy dude. I wanted to hear from like the friends. Like they could have found them. I don't know. They could have found them. They could have found like other people. 
I've been on a real, uh, real. I don't know, like like they just kind of wrapped it up and like they didn't do. And then he took like, thirty five years to die or something like that. And it was like what? He was just arrested last scene, and now he's like dead in prison. He didn't even get the death chair. He just died. And like, I, it's so weird, dude. How also creepy do you have to be to be sending in like nudes to these people? Like this guy had like a following. Which is so creepy. He would have, hey, if you a hoe and <laughs> if you a hoe and you were going for Richard Ramirez, guess what? He would have killed you. Richard Ramirez would have done the same to you. He would have killed you. He would have done the same to you. So why are you sending in titty pics? <laughs> what are you doing? Let's make a difference and maybe stop doing that. Oh, man, I've been on such a crime kick. It's been redonkulous. It's been redonkulous. I was put, I got this, like, I also started this other one. I don't even remember it. I got two more. Oh, dude, I got two more to start. I got the neighbor one I got to watch where, like, all these people's neighbors were murderers. I got to watch that. And then the one is, um, I am a murderer. That's it. And each episode is, like, uh, somebody who killed somebody and they're alive still on death row or whatever the situation is. And they talk about it. And one of them was this old lady. <laughs> this one's wild. One of them was this old lady, okay? And she tells this story. She's, like, 60 years old. She tells a story about her husband, like, beating the shit out of her. And, like, she was taking beatings for her kid. Like, he, like he, this guy just didn't like one of her kids. Like, was fine with the other two, but didn't like one of them, one of them the first one. And then, um, would, so she, when he went to beat the shit out of that kid, and I know I should say it in a nicer way, I'm sorry. When he would go to abuse that child, he would then go and this woman would then take the hits instead of the kid taking the hits. Very heroic, that's what she was saying. And then... Um, also one time woke up and her husband had like all his friends after like a poker night, like in the room. And then just like had like a gang rape of this woman, very gruesome stuff, very terrible stuff. And, um, and then she said that just like continued, that became a thing. She said, okay, very gruesome stuff. So then they, (laughs) then they got to like the daughter who's like this, like, very like long hair well, obviously not obviously but most of the times females have long hair very very long hair i guess is what i should say um some tattoos living a white girl living in africa and she she's just like yeah my mom's a fucking liar <laughs> just called her out she's like my mom uh never took any hits from me for me i took them and he, she did get beat by um, my father, but she never took any hits from me. As far as the gang rape went on, I've never that just couldn't have been true. She's like, I, I don't think that happened um, at all. There were no signs of that. And then the best was they had this lawyer, right? They had the <laughs> they had this lawyer who was the defense attorney, I think, for the for the people, the state or whatever, and. And he's like, yeah, it's weird she didn't bring any of this up during court, but now talks about it. We're going to give you the week of schedule that what she had. Tuesday, week of the murder. Murder happened Saturday. That Tuesday, she goes 
and buys a gun for the first time ever. Then asks the guy, how do you shoot and load the gun? <laughs> next, to, next day, tells kids they'll be spending the hot weekend at grandparents' house, ensuring that they're not going to be at the house during the murder. Saturday murders husband. Also, in her story, they were the guy pulled a gun on her or something, and or no, she went for the gun and they fumbled the gun and the gun went off and it shot him right in the back of the head. This the defense attorney story shot in the back of the head from execution range. <laughs> like, what are we saying right now? I know, I know, I shouldn't be laughing. These are people that actually died. It's terrible, but it's like she lied so much about it. And then here's another thing. The woman goes, I immediately, I told the police everything. <laughs> they go, no, this is what happened. We dug up. She told people that her husband left her. And then they dug up the husband's body that was under her garden. And what she did, according to her daughter, was her and her other siblings helped carry out this heavy-ass rug that the husband, their father was in and put it in the grave that the mother dug um, underneath the garden. So they basically unknowingly buried their dad. Absolutely fucked up shit. And they put it on and then they, and the woman <laughs> cuts to the murderer and she's like, yeah, um, I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably shouldn't have hid the body. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no shit. Probably should have told him. And then she's like, yeah, that was not a smart move. But she's like, there's no way. Those kids did not help me bury the body. They were too young. There's no way. It's like, yeah, but they helped drop the body in the grave. You fucked up human. Oh, my God. This show is insane. I know we've done we've done 18 minutes. I did three minutes on fucking talking about how happy I was and thankful to have friends and family at my Second City show and how great I think it went and happy to share the video with you guys. And then the next 15 minutes were about getting murdered. Woo! Maybe we will do a half hour on this one. Who knows? I haven't even got to the fun part of the podcast yet. We're saving that up. We're saving it up, baby. Um, bulls are out. No, what else is before I hit the bulls? Um, the other one that was just like another guy who like he got adopted, and uh, no, he was like terribly like beaten. I don't know about raped, but like terribly beaten and like absolutely just like neglected. By this terrible father figure, father or father figure to him, his mom had it was like his mom had him. He she didn't want him. This guy started raising him. Basically, didn't want him either. It was just a piece of shit human being. Child services tried to save him once. They brought him in. He got kidnapped by the guy, then hid in like a trunk, and then they finally saved him again. Like terrible. This is all before the age of like three. Terrible. Then was finally adopted by a family for six months. Family moved to Europe. Kid got put back in the system. Terrible. Then the kid, dude, this is, I mean, that's enough right there to be an absolute serial killer, in my opinion. All that. Psychologically, that's all it takes. Then the kid, dude, the kid's adopted by a guy, John. I forgot. I don't know the guy's his name. The kid's David. He's adopted by a guy named John. The John guy, um, 
just starts like sexually like abusing him and stuff, molesting, I guess. Not like rape. Maybe it was. I don't know. But like sexually molesting him and like his other brother or something like that. And like this this poor fucking kid. They, they took chi- the proof of child porn that this guy had to the police. The police said, no, 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 no. I don't want anything to do with it. The police were like me. When I told you in season two, episode one of Euphoria, when Nate gets caught in the bathroom and he, he, he ends up hiding, and he, she's like, are you taking a shit? And he's like, no, no, I'm not. Just need more time. And then I said I would have walked out of the bathroom if anyone accused me of taking a shit. I would have went, no, 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 no. Like a wheel on a game show, I would have went, no, 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 no. And walked right out and went, I'm not taking a shit. Hands up, I'm not taking a shit. That's what the police did. They saw this proof of child porn, and they're like, no, 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 no. We don't want anything to do with it. And they walked right out. And this is crazy stuff, man. So, And then they, the guy just, and then I guess the guy went psycho, and he just murdered his adopted father's parents, who he liked. He just blacked out and murdered them. So that's messed up, too. So, yeah, real dark shit here on the podcast collusion today. <laughs> <laughs> comedy collides with death um but yeah no and then the guy if you're wondering what happened the guy he got off scot-free died of like cancer or something like that just got off never in jail never never even tried for it um so fucked up absolutely fucked up shit uh where are we at okay cool so the bulls are out that also sucks chicago what a fun time it was but bye-bye chicago bulls I went, let me, let me tell this story here. This is a true story. I went to Cleveland last week, two weekends ago, whenever it was. Me and my father went to Cleveland, did a little road trip down there. Um, went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was awesome. Not enough um, Led Zeppelin stuff, to be honest. Not, and like no Aerosmith stuff. So need more of that. Um, went all for that stuff. It was great. The experience was cool. Um, Cleveland sucks as a city, to be honest with you. Uh, If you're in Cleveland listening to this, I know you'd rather be somewhere else listening to this. And that's called doubling down. Uh, We we, Cleveland was it was it was not my cup of tea, and we we but it was cool though. Like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was cool. Like that was awesome. And then we did like the Bill Burr show, which was an absolute shit show, getting in fifteen thousand people basically on the streets. Um, trying to get into this venue. Unbelievable. Took us 45 minutes to get in. We barely got in before the opening act. They lock up your phones. It was a shit show. And, um, you know, uh, Bartnick, Joe Bartnick opened up. I forgot the girl's name. She does the podcast with um, with T-Pain. And uh, she was she was fine. And then uh, Joe Bartnick killed. He um, is usually Joe, Joe uh, Joe's, Bill Burr's opener. He was great. Bill obviously murdered. It was so much fun to see watching, you know, your this is my Michael Jordan, man, my comedy idol. Um, to see live in person for the first time. And uh, also where nobody's on their phone was cool. So that was fun. Just a great time. Come out of there, you know, another shit show leaving, of course. Um, did I have a joke that killed on the elevator? Yes. And did everybody leave that elevator with six packs? Absolutely, because they were laughing so hard. But that's, it's not about that. It's about the experience and how much fun it was. Went golfing, shot five sevens, um, played absolutely terrible my first round back with my new irons. And then um, get back Sunday, starting my new job Monday, 
My laptop was delivered sometime in that period, like Saturday, something like that. But I had a sign for it, so they dropped it off. So UPS just took it to the nearest UPS facility, which was in like in a CVS. There was like a UPS drop box, so that's where it is. So I walk to the U- the CVS on Broadway, and I get the thing, and I, I go to leave. I take a, I think I added to my story. I sent, I sent a very funny picture. It was of a. Uh, it was of what the mints. I forgot they said they're always questioning life or something like that. And I posted it on my story and it got another ha ha ha. And I left the store and I left CVS and I walked down the side street, West Berry, right? Walking down West Berry, nothing out of the ordinary about the street, just a very side street in Lakeview and um, very basic side street in Lakeview. And we're walking down and I'm walking down, I should say, with my laptop in hand, trying to go home, tired from the weekend. And I see Nikola Vucevic, Vucevic walking towards me with his daughter, his mother, his uh, wife, his, and then like maybe brothers or something like that. I don't know. The three like guys had like you know all jumpsuits on, like it was like the NBA All Star game or something. And they uh, were walking towards me, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Vuce. And I'm like five hundred, like a hundred feet away, and I'm like, I got, how am I going to play this? I got to get a picture. No one's going to believe me. They just lost, by the way, an hour and a half ago, game four. He just played his last game at the United Center, possibly. So I'm going in. I'm walking up, and I just look up I'm from my phone. I go, oh, my God, hey, as if I didn't plan that from 50 feet, 100 feet away. And he, he looks at me all stunned and just so depressed, so depressed. I should have mentioned the guy was kicking his feet when he was walking. Just looked so depressed. And he looks at me so sad, like a wounded animal. And I'm just like, oh, um, hey, man, go get him. And I gave him a fist pump. And he said, he just kind of nodded and he just walked off. And I said, I um, stay healthy out there, man. Have a great one. Stay healthy or something like that. And they didn't say anything back. All good. Um, can't wait for you to get traded, but all good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I didn't talk about how much money he cost me over the season. All good. Going to move past it. All good. And it's fine, right? It's, it's fine. That's how this podcast moves on. But uh, he, uh, yeah, he looks sad, man. And seven foot tall, seven foot tall. This guy was a giant just a huge human being so that was wild that was crazy and then we get to so that's sunday start my new job monday love this new job man this place is very cool it's already better than uh before because at this job it's very welcoming everybody's so nice everyone's trying to help you out they want to see you succeed um if you slip up you slip up man but they're gonna like try to help you get to a better place and it's like they rather see you slip up trying than to be like scared to try here which is awesome man and uh, and a lot of it is psycho- psychology based. It's a software. It's a software sales um, company. In a very um, in, and that's all I can really say. I don't want to say much about it. Um, it's a it's a startup too. It's a smaller company. But uh, what I am also going to say is it's psychological psychologically based. I guess I think both the CEO and um, CRO have degrees in psychology. So. And they take um, that stuff very serious. So it's very cool. And I said, and I, how many times am I going to say so, you know? I've said it like six times in the sentence. But uh, being someone who has a degree in psychology, it's very cool. And so, someone's so pro, again, he says it again, pro uh, therapy, going to therapy. I'm very happy to see it. So, um, <laughs> so we move on. And um, it's a very cool place to work, and I'm happy to be there. First day went well. I'm through, as I'm recording this, I'm almost through my second week, just now starting to call 
and it's been great. It really has been. I really enjoy the people, and I'm, I think this is, could be you know a great spot for me. With that being said, uh, that night, I'll never forget that first night that or that the night the first, my first day of work that night. I'll never forget that night when I was hammered, <laughs> hammered in the Houston airport at. Four o'clock in the morning, I saw an advertisement for Joe Bartnick to be shooting his comedy specials produced by All Things Comedy. Bill Burr presents Joe Bartnick, All Things Comedy Special, The Den, Chicago. I'm like, I'm there. How much are tickets? It said VIP, amongst other kind of other tickets that are all priced the same. $25. I said, great. Bought it. Now, VIP just meant you're going to be in the front of the stage. So I went, we, we, that was that night, we went, uh, we got drinks while in line to get drinks, we're like, oh my god, I hope Bill Burr's there. Um, we heard some murmurs coming out of the venue, when people coming out of the venue, that it was awesome, it was so much fun. So we're like, man, I hope Burr's there. We go, and uh, we don't know where we're sitting either. We get our tickets, they, they were at the front row, which is very cool, and uh, in the center too, which is awesome. So we're really on camera the whole time. We go, we get drinks. While we're getting the drinks, I see Paul Verzi, a comedian I've watched a lot of and uh, opened for Burr a lot and is now is, uh, you know, is now kind of a, he flew from the nest. He's a great comedian in his own right. So he, and a headliner in his own right. So he, I saw him, I'm like, oh my God, dude, I love you. Or I love your stuff. And he's just like, what? And I'm like, no, I said, oh, my God, dude, you're great. That's what I said. I said, oh, my God, dude, you're great. He goes, what? And I go, oh, I mean, your comedy, it's awesome. He's like, oh, man, thank you, brother, thank you. And then I just walked on, right? And I, and I went in. I didn't think much of it. I thought that was very cool. I just met Paul Verzi. I had to say something. I'm, I'm mad enough to say something, and I said it. So that was very cool. We then uh, went in the show. Show started. The, op- uh, the host was all about you know pumping up the crowd for the special. Um, and he was very quick on his feet with these little side Joe comebacks, you know, and, uh, he was great. And then they brought up to open for Joe to do 10 minutes or seven minutes, whatever he did. Bill Burr. And Bill Burr came out to an eruption. I mean, this is his fans, fans like no other. And it, it was what I thought seeing Michael Jordan would have been like. He was two to three feet away from me. Maybe four, maybe five, who knows. I'm not going to get into the specifics here. Sue me if you don't think it's that. Doing comedy. Doing what I loved. And it was insane to see the... I mean, I don't want to say hero, man. But like to see your, your idol, I guess who you want to be like, who set the bar so high. Crushing that close to you. Watching him do all the mannerisms that he, you, you know, you've, you've mocked. How are, how are you, ladies? Or this one. That one. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was cool. It was really cool. And it's something that I don't take for granted that I got to do. And we got to sit there and we got to uh, he murdered, crushed, talk about feminists, 
So you guys are going to love it. Um, and just, it was really awesome, man. It was a really special moment. And it reminds you that this is what you're, why I'm doing it, right? This is why, what it's all about. I, that I want to have, I want to have somebody like think that about me one day, you know? And I also want to be able to do that, you know, provide a special for someone like Sebastian, the Pat McGann or build a Paul Verzi or build a, um, Joe Bartnick. It's a really cool thing and milestone to get to. And I'm nowhere near there, man. I'm doing open mics, but you know, it just keeps the goal in mind. So with that being said, enough of the emotional, uh, gobble goal right there. But, uh, we then went out after Bill or uh, Joe Bartnick yells into the mic. He goes, "Thanks you, thank you everybody." Rumors bar after party. See you there. And I <laughs> let me back this up. Halfway through the special, I had never, I never in my life had to pee more than I did in that moment. Oh my god! And so I was about to just piss my pants because if I got up, that would have ruined the whole special, and then I would have killed my comedy career. So I stayed there, and I was I was ready to piss my pants, just ready to do it. It was like, this is how we go down. But, um, you know, I got out, and he, I held it for 30 minutes. Uh, he's like, you know, Rumors Comedy Club after, see you there. Or not Comedy Club, Rumors Bar, see you there. It might not even be called Rumors. I forgot what it was called, but something like that. And we're like, okay, cool. I run out, and I'm like, I go to the bathroom. There's already a line in the bathroom. I'm like, how? I got out so fast. I sit there for one second, and I'm like, no way. Run outside. I go half a block down. I run to an alley, just let it out. Finally piss. I come back. I'm like, Devin, should we do it? He's like, yeah, let's do it. We go. We go to this bar. We pull up to the bar, and it is the most dive bar, shit show, shack, outside-looking thing that I've ever seen in my life. And I went, no. We're in the like obviously this this is probably the wrong spot. This can't be right. <sighs> okay, let's go in. Let's just go in. It's just two like rugged like rock and roll like Slayer looking fans um, outside the door. You know like heavy metal fans, and we walk in and like the guys. I'm like, hey, did you hear anything about Joe Bartnick being here? And he's like, I don't know, man. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, but is there like, did you hear anything about an after party? And he's like, hey, uh, he's like, here, man, anything can happen. And I'm like, okay, what? And I just walk in. I asked the bartender. He's like, oh, yeah, I heard something like that. I have no idea what's going on here. And I'm like, all right, so we'll stay it out. So me and Devin, man, for like an hour, 45 minutes, just chilled and drank. Had a couple drinks, did a shot that was tasted like hand sanitizer. And then coming through the door, dude, Bartnick. And Verzi, no Burr. I don't think Burr drinks. I didn't think he'd show up, but either way, Bartnick and Verzi, man. And they, uh, they uh, just fucking crushed it, man. It was it was so cool. They, like just to talk to them, and just take pictures with them. It was awesome. Bartnick and me did a shot. Uh, I gave Bartnick some shit about the pens. Um, he was in his pen sweatshirt at this point in the night. Uh, and we just, yeah, we laughed. We, we talked about doing some open, like, you know, like what it's like doing open mics and like, you know, to keep at it and, you know, really nice words from both of them. And, um, it was very cool. And, uh, yeah, man, I, you know, stuff like that, that's just really cool moments. And that's stuff like if you're listening to this podcast, by the way, and I know we've went over so much, so thank you. A few extra mo- minutes here for you guys. Um, it's so cool. 
it is so cool, man, for me to be doing stuff like that. And I hope that it's cool to hear. And I hope if you're a comedy fan, uh, realizing getting how close to these guys and just having conversations about it. Um, and if you do comedy, I, I can't imagine how cool you think this is probably. I mean, I hope you think it's cool. I don't know. Um, but this is like the nerdy, geeky shit that I just get like way too into where I'm like, this is amazing. And I'd be like to like this girl that I used to see. I'm like, dude, I'm doing this. And then she'd be like, oh, that's cool. I don't really get it. And I'm like, okay. Like, you don't get what's so cool. It's, it is the coolest thing ever. And she's like, oh, happy for you. And it's like, yeah, you don't get it though. Um, and now she's gone. And now it's all over. And there's a little singing at the end of the podcast for you, dude. And because. And now it's all over. That's the end of it, man. That's the end of the podcast. And you got a little vocal range at the end. Um, so I appreciate you guys for chugging along with me here to this thing. Um, please tell somebody about the podcast. Please subscribe. Please share the podcast with people. Please tell uh, people about uh, the video, man. Share the YouTube video. Thank you for watching, man. And thank you for listening. And please share the YouTube video. And I hope you laugh, man. If not, tell people you didn't laugh, but like maybe tell them to check it out themselves, right? Because that's what we want. So thank you, guys. Peace. Peace.